Ooh, crack a beer, take off your pants, and no. That's how you should start the episode. <laughs> There's another uh, podcast that I listen to that starts up. So, like uh, um, what's up, everybody? How's it going? Hello, listeners. Hello, listeners. We're back. We never With. left. We're here, you know, it's me, Josh, and, and Danny, and uh, we're here with another familiar voice for, for you longtime listeners, Joe. It's, it's Joe again, coming for Doug's, I'm coming for the Doug throne. Oh, yeah, we should, I should talk about that right off the, the bat, but before, well, no, let me, let me just say what, what we're, uh, what we're doing today, and then I'll, I'll talk about that before we even get started. So today is episode 36. And we are doing a first listen episode for the new Foxing album, Draw Down the Moon. That's what we did it on? Shit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, and what Joe is talking about is that there is a... D Doug, who's been on the podcast a couple of times, has been claiming that he's the champ of the podcast for a little while. Um, you know, and I, you know, he has a strong case. Uh and there was enough like playful banter about it that I decided to kind of draw up a stat sheet. So I have a stat sheet with, um, you know, you know, what is, what are my stats? Uh, they, it's number of appearances, uh, total listens per appearance or like for, for the, they're like all of their appearances together and then average listens per appearance. I haven't decided how they're weighted yet, but Doug is leading in all of those categories. Yeah. Well, Doug is leading in two of those categories and is tied. There's a three-way tie between Joe, Doug, and Mike for appearances. But Doug, that Iron Maiden episode did did uh, gangbusters, so uh, <laughs> he's in the lead right now. But Joe is nipping at his... Although Joe is not number one contender, Mike is technically in front yeah. of Joe right now. Uh, because the Green Day episode did better than the Taking Back Sunday episode. I feel like um, I'm putting myself at a disadvantage for the episodes I come out, come on for. <laughs> well, see, the ones if I you, love. If you, um, if you end up winning, it'll just make your victory that much more sweet. Yeah, I got that underdog. So, Here's what's going to happen in December of 2021. I'm going to buy a crappy old record, spray paint it gold, and paint beside ourselves 2021 winner and whoever has the title at the end gets it Ooh, i was thinking we could do some sort of like uh not even like a year not even like for the year but just it's like uh make it a rest like a wrestling thing where we do like little trivia challenges between the people every once in a while or something to uh you know for title shots or whatever championship bouts I don't know. make everything wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, just so then, easy to sometimes. Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of like wrestling and also kind of like sports in general. But, um, you know, and then, hey, you know, we can we can we can cater to your outside of music interest too, Danny, and have like, you know, somebody stab somebody or a ghost will Fuck. appear or, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Make me sound like a psycho. No, I'm just yeah, Danny, horror movie, horror Danny movie. loves stabbing. I do love yep. stabbings. Yeah. Yep. We call him Captain Stabbing around around these parts. That's an old uh it's an old porn website, Captain Stabbing. Jesus. <laughs> Might cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> 
So speaking of stabbings, everyone out there, you better be getting your shots for the vaccine. Look at that segue. <laughs> As someone who runs social media, what I'm dealing with right now is I had to post on both of my stores that we're going back to wearing masks on Monday, even if you're vaccinated. The Ipsy store is getting tons of love. Everyone's like, oh, you're the best for doing this, whatever. My store, I'm getting a bunch of hate, a bunch of you can't force us to do this. Like, just get your vaccine. And it's not that hard. Both me and my it's... wife have encountered so many encountered so many anti-vaxxers in the past week and a half. Ugh. It's Where's along with everything else going on in my life. It's really stressing me out. Where's your store located again? Ferndale. That surprises huh. me. I yeah. know. You know what it is? Well, no, because I would say Ipsy is kind of like. Um, Ipsy is a little liberal bubble, but you, you know, there's it's it's there's so areas by. around. But I would, you know, same thing with you know Oakland County is relatively uh, liberal, I would say. But then yeah, you have like, like the Macomb County Royal right area. there. So it's just maybe. giving me flashbacks of when we first reopened and we still had people wearing masks. I would get yelled at through the door all the time. Like I just can't be living through this again. Just, just find something better to do, people. Get a I shot. Yeah. I haven't had that experience yet. I haven't like I've heard of people um, like I think Dave was talking about like someone came up to him and was like, are you afraid of me? Like, uh, you know, because he was wearing a mask and I like I haven't had one. Then you're talking about like people yelling at you through the door and stuff. I was like, I haven't had one of those weird experiences yet, but I'm I'm sure it'll happen. But yeah, I'm like nervous for Sarah to go back to work at concerts because a lot of these shows are either going to be vaccine or uh, the Dave Chappelle shows it's a COVID test on premises. Like before you go in, they're giving a test, which makes That's me awesome. so happy to see yeah. that he's doing that. Yeah. yeah. Was, is I'm, he doing that or is, awesome. is live nation doing that? It's, I, th I think it's him. Cause the other ones have, I think it's venue dependent and artist dependent. So okay. That's cool. That's I'm glad. Yeah. I saw that. And I was like, good. I, I have no sympathy for people. Like I, I'm, I'm a hundred percent on board for vaccine passports and not being able to come to things unless you have yeah. proof and me too you need yeah, proof get a vaccine of or stuff don't go. For, you can't drive a car without proof of you know taking the test and being certified you, you can't there's like tons of stuff that you need there, there's and, vaccines mandated by school districts yeah like, this isn't new people like this isn't new yeah i can't wait for it to get fda approved and then people are forced to get it for school and stuff like agreed it's, it's coming well, you do have, thankfully, you have like bit major universities and stuff are like mandating mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, people, yeah, faculty and students too. get uh, vaccinated. So that's cool. I mean, and it's like hospitals for a long time now have been making like they, I don't know if it's like every hospital, but like lots of hospitals, if you're like a nurse or a doctor, you can't smoke. You're yeah. like, you're not allowed to, like, even if you're not there, like, health, they test yeah. you for it. Yeah. So. I mean, I think feel like that infringes on your rights more than than saying you can't you have to get a vaccine, you know. Right. But. Yeah, it's just oh, I hate people. That's what it boils down to. <laughs> have a Me very too. Love hate relationship with people in general. All right, let's get into this album. Sorry. Foxing. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say my personal history first because it's very clear. Uh I'm not very familiar with Foxing. Um for my Prior to research for this episode, I knew that Foxing was a band and I knew that Joe liked them. And I think 
they played at Bloodfest one year. I went, but I wasn't. I didn't actually go see them. But I knew, like you and Sarah, were really excited to go see them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's Uh, that's the the beginning and end of my (laughs) foxing history. Well, mine. I've I've been a fan for a very long, like since the Albatross first album. It's and uh, when the first time I met Sarah, a foxing song was playing in the car, and that was like the icebreaker. Oh, it was like the icebreaker to be like, okay, I can talk about something I know. <laughs> so, but yeah, one of my, they're cool. probably one of my favorite bands, honestly. My history with it is I knew a few songs from before this album off the near to my God or near my God. Is that it? Yeah. Near my God. And I liked it. I didn't like love this band, but honestly I heard that first single and then you started hyping it up on social media. And I'm like, I did the whole, you know, they did the like put in your name and email and we'll send you mm-hmm. clues and stuff. And I like tried to follow and I was like, all right, this is super interesting. I, I don't even know what's going on, but I'm totally into this. Yeah. They did a really, really awesome. Like they were called rituals, but it was like a game to like unlock certain things for each. Like it was like once a month almost where it, like you get a single or you get like, there was like an eight part version of a song they gave you. If you finish the puzzle. Yeah. I saw that. I can't it, was find... really, it was really cool. I heard that they did the 8-bit version and then you could remix it and do your own version. But I yeah, didn't find any of those online. Too. Did yeah, you do I, one? I didn't. No, I have no musical talent. <laughs> Believe in yourself, Joe. I tried I tried a long time ago. There's nothing there. <laughs> the 8-bit version is on uh their 8-bit it's on Spotify now, on Spotify, yeah. Yeah. Although I didn't I meant to listen to it and I got distracted and didn't, but um, It's really cool. Well, I didn't know that. I don't know that I knew the, um, like the, the hi- history with Sarah. That's, that's yeah, cool. yeah. I didn't. That's that's fun. This is another one of those scenarios though, where I pre-ordered the album from Newberry Records, and still not here. Come on, I, guys. I'm I'm still waiting for my Patreon uh, variant. So they, I think I gotta, they got delayed by three weeks. A lot of their versions. Because there's a lot of waiting. Variant. Yeah. Actually, but, the yeah, worst I know part some, of waiting. I think only two copies shipped. The worst part of waiting is when it's an album that releases like for the first time. Like if they're mm-hmm. repressing an album. Yeah, because I was like, oh, I could just go drive to the record store and get a different variant if they have it. Do you know the band Blackpool Lights? Mm-mm. So it's uh, one of the members of Get Up Kids. It's very like indie emo. They had one album that came out and they just repressed that. And I was like quick on the draw and got one of the like 300 made. Mm hmm. But like that came out a long time ago, and it's not coming to me till like probably December. But you know, yeah, it's insane with pressing plants right now. Like, I, I guess I still have a Manchester Orchestra repress that's not coming till December. Oh damn! So yeah, it's it's crazy. And then the Under Oath album was supposed to come out in October, and they pushed it back to January just so they can have physical copies. I mean, that's we'll get into that single too later. I'm sure. Yeah. I um. I actually got an album this week that like the band or the group put it to get like put out a press release that it was or that it was coming out or a social media post and I ordered it and it shipped like they didn't they didn't uh, put it up for pre-order. They just waited until like they apparently got the stock together, didn't say anything. And then when they were ready to pull the trigger. Now, this is uh, like a, a group re-releasing or releasing something as part of an anniversary so it's not like an album that's coming out like you you'd want you'd yeah. know about it before anyone right. order but 
Um, and I will, uh, I will I, 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 know what album it is when, when later on. But I, I actually got two this week. I, I kind of hate when bands do pre-orders for the variants, like, or for like represses. I'm like, just wait till you got it and then sell it. Like, eh. sometimes I think that's uh, that's just their way of like getting a guarantee on some money too. Like, yeah, I get that too. It makes sense. And I hate jumping the gun because one of the albums that's on my like my white whale, an album I need is the Sugar Call album Start Static, and it's being repressed and. Both Amazon and Target have it up for pre-order, so of course I quickly did it on Target. I hate Amazon, mm-hmm. so but right. like I've heard rumors that there's going to be variants available, and I'm like, well, I've already just pre-ordered it. I'm not doing it again. Like I just want it on vinyl. But I think damn. I think they put up a variant in their store and it sold out in like five minutes already. So <laughs> I can imagine it's, it's probably good you got the Target ex- version already because I'm <laughs> sure the, those are going to sell out too. Even if it's just black, I'll be happy to own that on vinyl. Right. Yeah. Speaking of vinyl, today I went to the Gimme 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 music show in Hamtramck, Detroit. You guys want to see How what I got? That? Yeah, it was fun. We're doing record. Are we doing record shares right now? <gasps> yeah, why not? Ooh. So I got the Batman Ooh. Forever. It is uh, what is it? It's blue and silver vinyl. Got Kiss from a Rose on there. Come on, Seal. Love it. And I got Gorillas, Plastic Beach. Almost on all the gorillas albums now. Comeback Kid, Wake the Dead, one of my favorite albums from them. This one's a real treasure, though. Real treasure. Got it cheap, too. Cisco, Unleash the Dragon. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Oh, man, that's great. What'd you get, Josh? Um, I got a uh, seven inch of the Young Bucks theme (laughs) song, it's pink. Got a, it's a pink, and then I also got the 20th anniversary re-release of Celebrity. Oh, I nice. and it's this is also like a hot pink vinyl, and it's awesome. not picture disc. No, no, this is a Thank this is just like a real record. Oh, fucking picture disc, man! Don't right? get me started. Those look Don't awesome. Don't get me started. Those are nice. Uh, we'll have I have the pop albums I want. They're all picture disc. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's because like this thing. wasn't a thing back then. Like, it wasn't um, vinyl hadn't like some people were still doing it, but it wasn't. It's I don't know if this genre is that like pop was doing it then. Like, they weren't really pressing stuff. I don't think. Yeah. Um, it's too hot for me to go all the way upstairs to get my records because our AC units broke. But I got two records in the mail this week. I got the Me Without You. It's all crazy collectors edition repress which those are super nice. They're in like a nice box set. They've been doing it for every one of their albums. Nice. And then I got Mars Volta, Francis the Mute repress, which I'm super excited about that one. Of celebrity, but that's pretty cool. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Very cool. I don't know. I don't know much Mars Volta, but I know people are like, you know, they're, they're they're just, they're crazy. Yeah. People love them. So, and I could see, and I know that they're like weird, so mm-hmm. I could see like yeah, getting their vinyls weird. is probably hard. They, yeah, for a long time they were like out of print, and it was like hundreds of dollars, but they just started repressing and remastering all of them. So they did a really cool box set, but it was like six hundred bucks. So I said, well, I would yeah, just I get that. the individual albums. Yeah, I feel that. All right, should we get into this album? Yeah, Let's sure. Do it. Yes.
All right. <laughs> um, before I do the track by track, does anyone have anything else they want to say before we get started? Nah, I think we should just fall into this together. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just going to start assuming when you say something and you seem a little smug about it, that it's a, it's lyric. a lyric. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Last week with Marty, he said a lyric and I didn't catch it right away. And I was That's like, always my favorite to see. It's like, will Josh get the lyric this time or not? It's a game. All right. Well, you know, it's it's not as fun as will Danny make us a, a word plural or not? Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm glad that I have a dumb thing that I do. That's good. <laughs> we need we need more fun gimmicks. On Bounces the show. out. Yeah. All right. I've track. got a lot to say about track one, so let's get into this. Track let's do it. one seven thirty seven. I mean, you guys go ahead first because I got a lot. <laughs> okay, Joe, you want to go? You want to go first as guest? Oh uh, yeah, I can. Um, All so right, let's just keep that. We'll we'll do Joe, Josh, Danny for every. Uh, one track okay yeah. um just a quick thing like each one like it's not a concept album but it's like each track has like a theme to it that they did and the lyrics at the end of this yeah like set up the album which is one of my favorite things because like lyrically it's just awesome to see it set up each song track by track um this one's basically about just getting old and feeling old and not being able to do it by yourself and just wanting someone there with you um i it was funny because Josh texted me. He's like, I, I started listening to this album when I was working out and it started really slow. I'm like, you didn't even get to the end of the first song then because <laughs> the way the way it explodes at the end is just an incredible moment that like in his vocals, like those screams are very like Anthony Green, Seosin era. But yeah, yeah I are. think it's a it's a fantastic way to start an album. I was I, I was at the gym. I was trying to work out, and I was already grumpy. So like this song starting out so slow, I was like, "No, nah, I'm just gonna. I just gotta listen to something else. I'll I'll listen to this later." <laughs> <laughs> I really like this song. Uh, I love this dimension of the Mars rover. Do you guys know like what this reference entails? Like there's there's two Mars rovers and uh, Curiosity and Opportunity, and Curiosity uh, was programmed to play Happy Birthday. Like during its during its birthday, which was like when it landed, they were saying was its birthday, um, and then and then opportunity. Um, oh, so it's the I feel like a rover sing, alone singing happy birthday to itself on Mars. My battery's low and it's getting dark. Um, so that's half of that reference. And then opportunity was only supposed to be in service for ninety days, but it ended up lasting for fifteen years on Mars, and um, it's solar powered. And there was like a huge like catastrophic dust storm that like covered the sky with like made the sky dark for a long time where it was so it ran out of battery and uh, after being after going over its life by years and years and years and i guess it actually sent a message that said um that's like the last me message they got from it that said my battery is low and it's getting dark so i, was, I just thought that's a, that's a cool reference mm -hmm. um it's just incredible imagery yeah, it's one of my favorite things about Connor's lyrics, and and I love the I love the can't do this alone refrains. Like those are those are so fun. Like the or not fun, but they're like really powerful. The emotion in his voice, the accompanying instrumentation, and I and then like Joe said, I love how it explodes at the end of the second refrain, going into the first verse where they talk about all the other songs on the on the album. So yeah, it's a good song. It just wasn't right from when I was starting my workout the other day. 
<laughs> Go ahead, Danny. Okay. First off, this track gives me massive Ascenders vibes. If anyone knows who Ascenders is mm-hmm. from I Can Make a Mess Like Nobody's Business or Early November. Yep. Or Ascenders in the, I think he's got another one with just his name. different people or something. Yeah. 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 But his voice definitely gives me that at the beginning. All right. So my, my work week, Thursday, I have my full-time employee put in her one week notice. And remind you, I have four employees. My Friday, when this album dropped, I worked open to close because I had to cover that shift. And my other almost full-time employee uh, got COVID. So um, I'm down to one employee and I'm walking home and that first track, like I can't do this alone. Like I was under streetlights and I was like ready to like burst into tears and just like, Oh my God. Like I had not heard this, did not expect it. And also let's jam that breakdown. Can you, God, so emotional. So needed when it, I heard it. Like, it was the perfect song at the right moment. Yeah, it's then, that breakdown. Just, uh yeah. Like, for the longest time, they didn't, like, the biggest critique with Foxing was, like, everyone would be like, oh, like, we love you, but you're so much better live. You're so much better live. And they're like, that's great, but, like, we really are proud of this. And, like, this like this and Near My God are the finally, like, where I felt like they finally reach that sound on their albums that they translate to live. It seemed to me like this was a, this was a, a departure from previous work for them. This one, this album, like honestly, every album pushing further. For them. Okay. Every album, it's, it's, that's one of the things I had in my notes is like each album, they try like radically different things. And like a lot of bands couldn't get away with like these rapid change in sounds, but they've made it work. Like Albatross was like a kind of like very like, old school kind of like emo like or new school emo album dealer was a super atmospheric emo album near my god was very like almost rock and pop oriented and then this one just they finally just said all right we're just gonna make a pop album let's screw it let's see how it goes one of the comments i read about this album was someone complaining that this is too poppy and i'm like Honestly, it just sounds like a polished, a little popular version of their last album. Like it's, mm-hmm. yeah. it's really they just good went in that direction of just going like, like the title track on "Near My God." They said, "What if we made an album that's more similar to that than any song on that album?" And it's a cool. I I just love a band that changes directions like that so easily and ha- makes it work. And they've even joked like, "Hey, if this album doesn't do well, we're probably going to sound like Slipknot next album." <laughs> Dope. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's push our fingers into our eyes and go down together for track number two. (laughs) One, nothing's wrong with that. Two. (laughs) Something's got to give, Danny. (laughs) I I I already know the lyrics. (laughs) Slip that thing sprinkled Uh, in. By the way, so they they actually did a. Oh, yeah, damn. That did happen. So young. So many deaths lately in music. It's been. Yeah. Um, so they did do a Slipknot cover on their like they were doing covers on their Patreon for a while, and Slipknot was one of the covers they did, and it was wild. What? Yeah, I'll just send it because it's incredible. Nice. Uh, so right. go down together. 
is this is like the I think this was the second song. Yeah, the second song they put out on the album. And it was like this is where I was like, oh, they're really going for like a super poppy like pop anthem on this one. Like they even said that like which you're gonna laugh at this, Josh, but that it's a very Carly Rae Jepsen song. <laughs> and I, I it's such a it's such a bop. You know, you know what vibe this gives me, especially the very beginning where there's like the 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 light beat and um the just the way that he's singing it sounds like capital cities to me i can see that i can see that like during the first verse i think once it once it picks up it doesn't necessarily sound as much like them because their capital cities is kind of like robotic a little bit in the way that they sing like not in a bad i like capital cities but this has a little bit more like soul to the to the vocals i think than they usually have so um this is the 8-bit song this is a song yeah, they did the 8-bit version, version of this which is such a, it's such a like it's crazy how well it translates 8-bit because when i like one of the rituals they did was this song and like when you're doing the ritual the 8-bit version was playing i'm like man this feels like you're playing like a video game listening to it because it's it, it works very well 8-bit too do we have that queued up anywhere i want to hear it no. Oh, damn. <laughs> Fuck. Hold on. I'll get it. I know where it's at. Um, I know lyrically this theme was basically like dealing with like financial stress and financial ruin where it's like your partner or somebody like you guys are like, hey, you're you're broke. We're going to go broke together. I'm not going to let you do this like by yourself, which I don't <laughs> know. I, lyrically, this album is just fantastic to me of the way he's broadcast these themes. Yeah, I, I I saw that it was inspired by Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. This this is a jam. I do love this song, and this is the single that got me to pre-order the album because, like you said, it was the second one. First one I liked, but this one was like, "Ooh, pre-order. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. I want this. I need it." All right, let me see. Well, I don't need it. In fact, my fortune cookie just said I had Chinese dinner. Chinese <laughs> for dinner. And it said I should be happy with the things I own, and I'm assuming that's talking about my record collection. I keep ordering <laughs> stuff. <laughs> All right. Yeah, uh, I've ordered way too much lately. I have so many things coming eventually, but they're all important. Danny, exactly. Joe turned me into a shoe guy, <laughs> and I buy. I I haven't stopped buying all the other crap that I buy. Oh no, so. you buy shoes now too. Yeah, you have a lot of expensive of hobbies, man. You need to calm down. <laughs> it's okay to have these hobbies, but you have a lot of different expensive ones. It's very judgmental of you, Danny. No, I, I support you. I'm just worried. You're going to go down alone. How about that? <laughs> Here we go. 8-bit. Ooh. Aww. It's cute. Let me uh, go for it a little bit. I'm just imagining playing like Harvest Moon on Nintendo 64. Okay. Very cool. Now that I know we can play samples of songs more, I just want to like add songs all the time. (laughs) Cool. Great. Sounds awesome. (laughs) Who was our guest last week, Dave? Dave, Marty, Marty, Marty. Well, I'm listening to his podcast constantly and they're always playing like songs from make me mixtape. Yeah. Yeah. 
Very good. Do you like it? Yeah, I like it a lot. I've, I really want to be a guest. Like a couple times when it first when we first started it, but and I think like the whatever the first episode I listened to, I didn't like the mixtape the person made, so I was like, well, if I'm next, I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll catch you on the wrestling podcast, Marty. Like, but I'm sure it's good. It just all depends on who the people are. So. Um, I did want to say my one like small critique, and I think it's just me and obviously didn't get. So when we do these first listens, I don't have as much time for stuff to grow on me if I don't know it because, you know, we're only doing like three days. But I also like I didn't really get to listen to this until today because the sink in my car stopped working Um, because I was like, oh, I'm going to listen to it on the way to and from where I'm going and um, didn't work out. So but I. The way his vowels hit on the word together kind of like hits my ear weird. And But I, I like the song, but I was just like, the first couple of times I listened to this song, I was like, I don't know if I like the way it says together. It sounds kind of weird. I'm, not, I'm, gonna, I'm, not sure how I'm gonna call you out, Josh. This single has been out for a long time. <laughs> and I've okay. mentioned it on previous episodes for songs I love. Okay. But you know, when you do a, <laughs> when you do a, these are all the songs I like this week and you list 15 songs, some of them are going to get missed, you know? <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> and I probably said, oh, Foxing Joe likes them. Woof. Yeah, probably. I feel like that should have been a reason to <laughs> listen to them. <laughs> oh, Joe likes them. Josh, a little shit heel. <laughs> you know, d- d- Joe, Joe does have good music taste uh, that aligns with mine. And even the stuff I don't like, I'm like, well, this isn't garbage. It just, it's just not for me. Um, but um, sometimes it's just fun to not like what Joe tells me to listen to or tells me that he likes just for fun. Because that's all of our part of our friendship. Continuous guest, Joe has closest to my music taste. So I always get excited when he wants to do an album. Yeah, no, he's spe- Joe specifically requested that we do this. So, um, yeah. Okay. Uh, track number three, Beacons, Outer Rim Beacons, Beacons, Outer Rim Beacons. Um, so this is the first song they played live from this album, like a ways back, like probably Ooh. two, three years ago. Oh, like, hey, we're gonna like, play a new song, and everyone's like, oh, great. <laughs> which, yeah, you get that a lot, but like, it was like when I for, we first heard it, we we're like, oh, holy shit, this is like, like it was one of those ones where like, wow, they're really going for a pop album on this one. That was like our yeah. first like hint to that direction. Um, this is probably one of my favorite tracks on the album. Agreed. It's super dancey. Like, the, it's just, it, this chorus is one of, like an incredible chorus. Um, this is like the like coming out song for him where he's like, not he i think he's bi so he like he was always like he was like a lot of his th- like, lyrics before this have been like oh i hate the catholic church i hate catholic because he was raised with that and like so for this album the guitarist eric's like so what do you he literally looked at him he's like do you want to write about something you enjoy and like like and he's like yeah let's do that and he, it, like that's why this theme of this album is like super like dungeons and dragons themed kind of like uh wiccan like witchy kind of style and it's because he finally is like, you know what? Let me write about more positive, like things that I can relate to. What's yeah. funny is I didn't know that that was like a person in knight's armor on the cover mm-hmm. until I was making our little sim or our thing for this episode. And I found a blown up picture and I was like, Oh, I thought it was just like a lady in flowing like garments. Yeah, no, that's a, that's, that's Connor in the outfit that he had made for like this album and all the music videos, which I'm sure he's going to start because they did a live stream thing on friday and he brought that out for like the live recording of it it was super cool i was uh, playing this 
and my wife liked it. And me and my wife don't always agree on a lot of music, but she also liked Manchester Orchestra. And I was like, oh, they are touring next yes, year. If, if shows happen, actually, at the rate we're going, <laughs> she wants to go with me, which is oh, like heaven. I'm so excited to go see Manchester Orchestra and Foxing with her. If everything still opens up. Sorry, Josh. Right. No, it's fine. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really have a whole lot to add. This is a solid song, and I, you know, it's funny how like the majority of this song is just like, ba- like a bass chug and like drums that go along with it really well, and like it, it just it grooves like perfectly, and it's very simple though. I did not know the stuff about him being bi, and like my notes to this are. I get the vibe that this song's about something you're hiding or being held back from for a long time and then someone helping you move on and get stronger and just being yourself or feeling yourself. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that was I like I guess before when they did this song it like the lyrics were vastly different and that like big end part wasn't there. So like he finally was like, All right, I'm gonna change this and do this whole big ending to it. Did you watch This Is great. Pop on Netflix? Mm-mm. So it's like each episode's about different stuff, but one episode they talk about, um, oh my God, uh, Hoser, Hosier. How do you say his mm-hmm. name? That musician? Hosier, I think. I think it's Hosier. I didn't like hate him. I didn't love him, but watching like the way he did that music video for Bring Me to Church about how like the Irish church would like people would bring out people that were gay or and not straight in any way. And they would like torture them and stuff and film it. And he was like calling out that injustice. And I was like, oh man, like I have so much more respect for you now, dude. Like I didn't mind your stuff before, but now I'm like, I would actually own that on vinyl. now, <laughs> Right. Cause that's a great, like I've never seen the video either. And it's very dark. Oh yeah. It's uh yeah, no, it's, and it's good to like support. Um, it's, it's fun when you find out those, those like positive well what he's talking about is not a positive thing but what he's trying to do is positive is what i mean so um you know it's always nice to have your eyes open to that kind of thing so plus i feel like people didn't listen to those lyrics enough like i didn't because i never really right, connected just, a lot of it i was just like take me to church well, but, but yeah, like you hear the chorus and that's all you think about with that song and like i i mean i totally see it now and i'm like man and this was like a number one charter forever how many of like super religious conservatives against gay marriage listen to this and not paid attention at all, you know? Right. Oh, like Paul Ryan wanting to use rage against machine at his rallies. My Stay favorite right still now. is everybody using born of the USA as like a patriotic anthem. Yeah. When it's nowhere yeah. near a patriotic anthem. <laughs> yep. Yeah. No, Bruce, uh, Bruce had similar kind of like, um, you know, interactions with Reagan doing that in like night in the eighties mm-hmm. that yeah, he was you know, not that, about uh, that. Tom Morello did with Paul Ryan, but it just wasn't on Twitter back then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Track number four, draw down the moon title track. Title track. Uh, and I think it's really interesting. They put like three of the more popular songs in the album, like right in a row, like these three, just back to back to back. It's just, you just want to dance. Like, I don't know. It's, I love this song too, obviously. Like I'm not gonna I don't really have much negative to say about this album. But uh That's okay. yeah, I just the chorus is super cool. Like the verses are just super like that bass line, the dancey little bass line they do. It's just it's a really good song. 
I, I wasn't sure at first how I felt about the like the rapid cadence thing that he does in the verses mm-hmm. where he like says the one line faster. Um, and then like the, ah, like, I didn't know how I felt about that stuff. Cause I, I don't know. It was giving me like flashbacks to where, uh, the, all the weird vocal stuff that Patrick, uh, Stump started to think he needed to do on every song <laughs> yeah. later in Follow Boy's career. But then the more I listened to it, I was like, no, this is a great song. And that stuff fits and it works for the song. Um, you know, don't let Patrick Stump ruin, uh, <laughs> foxing for you. So yeah, no, I, it's, you covered it, Joe. This is a makes you want to dance. It's a catchy, poppy song. It's got good lyrics. It's got uh, yeah. I love the lyrics of just like I don't. I feel like I don't deserve you, so I'm gonna just go grab the moon for you. Like I don't know. The, like I said, the imagery on this album is so fascinating. Does it make you think of Bruce Almighty, where he like lassos the moon? <laughs> yeah, makes, honestly, makes it, it did. <laughs> or in Futurama, when Kiff grabs the moon for Amy and then falls <laughs> into the lake. I always have Futurama references. I, you already said it, but that funky bass line, ooh, mwah, amazing. And I love the synth and like, it's not a xylophone, but it sounds like a little xylophone mm-hmm. during uh, the verses. I really like that. And beautiful song. It's about like loving someone in hard times, like just being there for someone, because that's what I'm getting. But mm-hmm. uh, another, another fun fact for this album is this was produced entirely by their guitarist. It was like his first like solo production because he worked with chris walla from death cab on the last one Ooh, mm, who's a fantastic producer he also produced one of my other favorite albums now now threads but yeah he learned a ton from that and he produced this one all on his own for for like a solo debut production album i think it's just outstanding yeah obviously he did a good job i mean this is uh can't i have no i can spoiler alert we're not to the end yet but i don't have any complaints about the production value mm, yeah, it's, it's like stunning I think to think that it's like good. his true debut it's stunning to so okay I, so this is a good point for i was going to ask you this earlier and i, I kind of forgot so you know how um foxing was at Bloodfest. Mm-hmm. were the were they there in the kind of capacity that wonder years was there where no, like, you did the, not- no, Foxing unfortunately is not as big as the Wonder Years. There. Okay. Well, no, I was just because it like when I th- when I think band at Bloodfest, I don't necessarily think amazing studio quality on their mm-hmm. albums. Not that people have terrible studio quality, but it's it's more yeah, it's more rough. It's not like necessarily always super polished, and that's also no, like part of the genre too. Like right, so but right no. Outside of like the first album, I would say the production from Dealer Not is phenomenal, and even the first album's production. I think it's just I think it was intentionally sparse production on the first album. Mm, okay, very cool. All right, uh, number five, where the lightning strikes twice. Can I go first here? Yeah, you go first. No, All right. don't break oh. the door. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> All right, I'm going to share my screen again. Got stuff to compare it to. <laughs> Not saying it's a bad song. Starting that off right now. Just saying. Skip ahead a little. Okay, so we hear that. I don't think... This is the only time I think he sounds like this band, but I think they sound insanely similar in this song. I got the green 
This song, he sounds like the Killers. I like, I, I have another band marked for the comparison on this album. It's the, the only song. time on oh do of this song. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. So I was like, wow, he really sounds like the Killers in this song. Oh, I actually have one on this too. Do you not hear it? Like I do hear it, but I think they're oh. to me. This is who's yours. Like it's the most. It's the it's the most Queen inspired track I've heard in ages. Like this is such a Queen song. Like yeah, I can that, hear that shredding too. guitar solo at the end. Like the the dancey yeah. chorus. Like the vo- vocals. To me, this is like if they wrote a Queen song. I definitely see that yeah, too. It's like Lady Gaga or not Lady Radio Gaga, who Lady Gaga yeah, named uh-huh. herself after uh, vibes. You know the baseline made me think of though is which is not nearly as close because I was just just based on the instrumentation was it made me think of Heart of Glass by Blondie. Okay. There's a song is- I'm trying to remember that goes like take a chance, take a chance, take a chance. Oh, it's ABBA. <laughs> the baseline reminds <laughs> me of that. The- it, it's a very just like old school inspired so- sound to this song. Like well, that's not it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, done with that. I will say I thought, like, just in comparison to other stuff in the album, I thought that the chorus was a little weak on this song. Like, I I wanted more from it, but that's also saying that on an album that has a bunch of like really strong yeah, choruses. Yeah, no, I get that. So it's not like I, a, think, it's I not, think the verses are better in this song than the chorus. Yeah, it's Agreed. not like a D. It's not like a failing grade. It's like a C plus because everything else is an A kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, that's. That's all I got. Yeah, that, that guitar solo yeah. is just so... It's just such a queen guitar solo. Like, everything about this, when I first heard this, I'm like, damn, they really went for it. It will rock you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, just the way he sings, I'm like, oh, this is this is the Killers. This yeah, is I get that, too. Song. Yeah. It's it's probably, like, the Whoa. most anth- anthemic, anthemic, anthemic song on the album. Yeah. I would just say anthem esque. I think. Yeah, that's you. <laughs> okay. Does anyone know how to pronounce the next track name? I think it's Bialstock. Thank you. I would not have known that. And this is like the the pop song on the album. This thing is. If there was a song I could pick and say, "All right, we're going to toss this one on the radio and see if it takes off," this is the one. I think this is my favorite like, song uh, on the album. This is probably one of my, like possibly my second. This is Sarah's favorite song on the album, Antidote. But yeah, it's just they went they went for it on this song. Like this is like if I had to show up one song from this album to get a vibe for it, I'd probably play him this one. Oh really? I don't yeah, think, you I think this get is the like because it's like all right, we're this. gonna go full pop. Like this is. I was I think a little it gets the pop direction on it at least. Yeah, I was a little worried that they were gonna do that. Um like weird vocal effect that he's doing like the very beginning, the whole song. But then as soon as it went away, and it I was had just, that like, noted where I'm like, I was like, like, I'm like, that's a super interesting choice to start with that. Like, I'm like, okay. It's but very then, postal service of them to throw that kind of vocal mm-hmm. vocator thing on. Well, once you realize, so here's my thought on that is that this, so this song is about being homesick and about missing like your, your uh, significant other. And, but this song um, is named after the, uh, Bialystok, Poland, which is a city in northwest uh, Poland. It's close to the uh, 
the border with Belarus. I don't know why I needed to tell you that, but that's uh, so you got some info on this. Yeah. Nice. Foxing performed at the halfway festival in Bialystok in June, 2019, supporting their third record nearer my God. And according to the band, Bialystok was the furthest place they've been from their home, St. Louis, Missouri. So I'm thinking like, Oh, we're so I'm so far away. Like, the reception is bad, so I'm getting this like that's why you have that weird like distorted. Oh, that's a effect. Good call, yeah. Ooh, I like that, Josh. Look at you, music insider. I don't know shit, but you know, every once in a while I pull something out of my hat. That's a good little. Find. Yeah, this is a this is a good uh, this is a great song. This is my favorite one. I think this, this is, is my favorite song on the album too. This is gonna go on my best of the year list. God, it's such love- a jam. I love that it's just that, you know, the song about being happy at home, even if nothing's going on. And I love the lyric sacred insignificance, like just like a treasured, nothing important, you know, steeped in cosmic bliss. Like that's how you describe it. Like just chilling at home. Nothing is happening. It doesn't matter. It's just, that's how you want to be. It doesn't matter like that. You wouldn't trade that for the world. There's being at home, doing nothing with the person you care about. Yeah. Well, like I'd be, I want to be home even if it's like for a bad thing because it'll be mm-hmm. with you. Yeah, like, like arguing in the kitchen. I don't, I'd like that whole lyric line. Like, oh, this, this is an incredible song. I think out of every song that's been written about being at home or home being where the heart is, this is the jam. This yeah, is, this, this should be the it. anthem of staying at home. I know. Have you ever heard, um, what's the Bruce or not Bruce Willis? Uh, <laughs> Bruce Springsteen? <laughs> not Bruce Springsteen. Uh, Phil Collins song. Take me home. It's a pretty good one. <laughs> and it also got sampled by Bone Thugs and Harmony. So, added credit. He's, he's a he's a he's a Bone Thug. He's an honorary member. I was oh, waiting for you to talk Chrome, about Chrome Bone. Yeah, that's what they call him because he's bald. So, all right, cool. Well, I'm glad I'm glad everyone else likes that song too because I was like, this that's is amazing. this is it right here. Um, number seven. At least we found the floor. I Real feel quick. Like this will be, oh, sorry. Thank you for the info on the last one. I did not know what that name was or meant, and I didn't yeah, know about them really touring. So that makes the song even cooler. Because I actually you... didn't know that either. So that was really cool. Hell yeah! Good job, Josh. I win. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry. Back to track seven. Go ahead. I feel like this will be the most dis- divisive one. It's it's a super change of pace. Um, I didn't. I don't I'd like still, it. I don't I'm like how not... mellow it is. Like it's a fine song, but I'm like, oh, everything else is so dancey. Like what the hell is this? Yeah, I think they had to break up the album a little bit. Yeah. And I, I still am not sure if it's Connor singing that low or if it's a guest vocalist. I'm still not sure. But if it's Connor, that's an incredible range of vocals that I'm still like flabbergasted by. Um, lyrically, it's one of the most relatable songs on the album. Like, yep. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like the end part's like, well, nope, you still haven't found the floor. It's still going to get worse. And it's like, oh. And like, I uh, like that visual of like, um, the, the your bad luck is like a has a is like personified and is like following you. Yeah, you got a bad like, luck demon. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, it's not cool, but it's. Yeah. I feel that it, the visual. <laughs> it's the visuals, man. It's. Uh, like I was really, telling you about like, my week, like how shitty things have been. Like this song again was one that just like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, this one will stick with you. But uh, they mentioned a 2016 van wreck that actually happened to them. And they also got their van broken into and lost 30 grand worth of uh, like gear on that tour too. So it's like, it's a very, it's like, uh, they thought that was going to be their lowest point. And then apparently obviously more stuff happened and they just kept feeling lower and lower. 
but yeah, super relatable song. Weird, interesting change of pace at this point compared to everything else. But I think it works to kind of like break it up a little bit. I guess <laughs> it, it still it still wins because the the lyrics and the and everything is so is so good and relatable. But I was like, what's going on? Is this gonna is this gonna beef up at the end like some of the other slower ones did? No, no. Okay, it's just gonna be smell the whole time. Okay, so. Anything else, Daniel San? Okay. No, I threw my stuff in in between Joe's stuff. All right, no need to be cold blooded. All right, you know. Okay. Uh, number eight, cold blooded. I think this is going to be the most decisive to me. That's divisive. I, I love this song, but I, I get like, it like it's it's super just groovy and it like it sounds like he has a solo project called Smithley, and it the vibe from this song is very similar to his like solo stuff he's done and ah. Uh, I, the, the lyrics are again super relatable just being desensitized to everything given we like this last year it's like you know what i just can't feel anything after the shit we've been through like i can't cry i'm just so over it like it's just you're numb to it what do you Word. think what's what's up danny divide it this is my least favorite track on the album and i think it's not because the message behind it's amazing the lyrics are awesome the sounds great the way he sings it just gives me oliver tree vibes and i can't every once in a while i can get behind that style of singing but i don't know i just it it rubbed me the wrong way the way he sang this song i yeah i I, uh i'm listening to it right now as i as i do um do you hear the oliver tree feel i don't know who oliver tree is so you know, hold on. I'm pulling it up. <laughs> then he's just the master of pulling things up today. I'm going to pull up Have You Forgotten. I did have on my notes, it reminds me of another band I can't put my finger on. You ready? As soon as you see this guy's face, you'll be like, oh, God damn, I know who that is. The guy that has like a bowl cut and wears like winter coats and Jinko jeans. He got big uh, last year. <laughs> I've no, I didn't know he had music. Oh, he's <laughs> I thought he was like a vine guy. No, like, but the way he sings that song reminds me of this of Oliver Tree. No, I hear it. Yeah, yeah I get the like the weird enunciations and kind of like the strain, like higher end vo- vocals at points. It's just, I mean, again, the lyrics are awesome. Like you said, the mm-hmm. cold-blooded lyrics about not feeling anything. Just, I don't love the way he sings it. I did not know that this Oliver Tree guy, I thought he was just <laughs> yeah, like I a, I, I just he thought he was like an dude. internet character. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. he has, he has lots of songs. Some of them are okay. Some of them are terrible. He does videos of him doing scooter tricks. Oh, like he's, and it's a wig. Like it's all an act. He looks nothing like this character, but he only plays this character when he does mute like it's actually a very interesting person to look into i just don't i'm very on the fence episode, but mostly hate him. episode on this guy <laughs> we should do an oliver <laughs> tree episode episode oh my god entertainment earth has a uh like a vinyl figure of him jesus 22.99 in stock <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I'm, I'm. I gotta get your address, Danny, again. No. Oh, I can. I'll look back in my Amazon for when I sent you that record. Oh, it's pre-order. Your favorite. <laughs> okay. 
All right, any other tracks or thoughts on this song, Josh? No, it's uh, you know, it's not my favorite song, but it's it's decent. And again, I love this whole album. This is just my least favorite song on it. Yeah, I get that. Well, number nine is "If I Believed in Love." That's the next one. If you believe in love, love, (laughs) this is a share cover. I don't know if you guys knew that. It's a share cover. Um, this one, I it from the verses, I didn't expect the way the chorus would go when I first heard it because this was, I think, the third single from the album, and I was not expecting the turn, the chorus, like the just super, like, all right, we're just gonna run with it. And it's like it's super punk and like fast paced at the chorus. I have a timestamp, we should listen to that real quick. Go for it. Oh, I went, I hit back instead of 127, Danny. This is fine. This is fine. Whatever. <laughs> oh, that that kick in is just sexy. Yeah, I, it's, it's so slow. And then this. Yeah, like I said, the first time I heard this, it threw me for a loop. I was like, oh, I was not expecting the direction like change like that. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Oh, you know, is that it, Josh? I don't. Yeah, I don't have anything else to say. I actually did for whatever I, you know, I've, every once in a while I have a mysterious one that doesn't have any. I just wrote <laughs> intense chorus. That's all, that's all I wrote. <laughs> I mean, that's I, fair. I think it's another song that like it preps for. It's the penultimate song, so like it prepares for like a big big song at the end, and kind of feels like a transition into that almost. Which is number ten. Speak with the dead, featuring why. Yeah, which they that that's like one of their favorite bands, so they're like super pumped to get Y on it. But uh, this is the first song they put on the album, and what a wild choice for a first single from this album. Because yeah, I was not like when I first heard the song, I was like, oh, it's like a six minute jam. All right, let's go. And like, it's, um, it's six minutes and fifty nine seconds, sir. It's okay, it's almost, almost seven minutes. My bad. Almost seven um, minutes. I wouldn't even say Friday. almost. That is seven minutes. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, that's seven minutes. But uh, this is like probably my. It's in the running for my favorite on the album. Oh, I think thank goodness! The, I thought I was worried you were about yeah, to say no. it's not. Oh God, no, no! I the the change halfway through the end to it lyrically, it has my favorite line. Like the in my dreams, I'm on a porch with you. I, I promise, I've been doing well in your name, and I won't try to speak with you again. Like that whole that whole line is just it hits hard. Like lo- like losing someone and like wanting to talk with them and try to still talk with them but accepting it's time to move on it, it just the like i said the switch halfway through like where they everything comes in is an unbelievable end to the album i don't mean to cut you off josh before you start but i used to try to talk to my dad who passed away and like so this song was completely relatable because there were times i would sit on the front porch and have a cigarettes and like you know just try to like talk to him and then there was times I'm like, this is stupid. Like, what am I doing? Yeah, I don't know. I, this... No, I feel that it's, it, it was, it was probably like the most, like most of the song has touched me in a very long time. Like emotionally. Yeah. I got more about way tougher, Josh. Oh, um, so I was going to say that when I first saw the runtime, I was like, oof, too long. <laughs> and then, but it ended up being like a really epic song. Like all the stuff that Joe said, and um, the only other thing I really want to add is that 
uh, they did release a statement about this song. They said that it's about wanting to communicate with dead friends and family in the end, um, comforted by the idea they stick with us in our imagination, memories, and dreams. This past year, we've all either faced a direct encounter or a, or a biting proxy for death. When it feels like the ones we love are lost entirely, this song is meant to be a reminder we couldn't shake them if we tried. Wherever you go, they're there. Mic drop. <laughs> yeah, it's it's they they nailed it in that statement. It's just, and I would say this is the most like older sounding Foxing song. Like music wise, I feel like it's more. I think that's why they released it first too. Is just it's not as dramatic of a departure as some of the other songs in this album. Yeah. And I love the bridge. It feels so personal and deep when it's stripped down and just the vocals, like, Mm -hmm. and it's just his vocals. It just feels so, so good. Yeah. Um, Josh, how much do you know about the band? Why? And Yanni Wolf. Um, I I know, I know that they are featured on a Foxing song. Speak with the dead. I figured I wanted to show you some highlights. But why is great? Yeah. So this is their like, I mean, I guess not their most popular song, but this is what I think of first. Hold on. I have a timestamp because you know these songs. So jazzy. Like, I want to wait till the chorus. Hold on. I saw these guys live once, and just this part was so fun live. Everyone was just singing along. And then this is my favorite song by them. Am not okay. My cam. <laughs> I'm not okay. Okay. Just wanted to give you a little. I figured because it's not like a super well-known band. No, unless you're into yeah, that one of their, kind of music. It's one of their biggest influences. They always cite even before this album. They cite Why as like a huge influence to them. I wonder why they <laughs> like them so much. <laughs> this also brought up a very Christ. sad moment where. I saw that and then I was like, oh, I'm going to listen to some why because I used to own the album I just played on vinyl. And I think during a rough time a couple years ago, I sold it and I'm like, oh my God, I don't own that anymore. So that sucked. That was, that was a rough moment. That's it. That was the album. We did it. Yeah, boys. <laughs> Yay. Final thoughts. Overall thoughts. Amazing. Uh, it's don't, it's hey, my favorite. Joe, this isn't your show. Don't be trying to, to steer the ship, <laughs> sir. Wow. <laughs> You can one point first. deducted on the championship run, sir. Don't listen wow. to him. <laughs> uh, it's probably my favorite album of the year right now. I think it's an absolutely stunning album that says a lot. And so, like, I don't know. It's just, it's been a while since that album's, like, hit me emotionally, lyrically like that. And even, and musically, too. It's incredible. It just kind of hits, it checks every box for me. 
Josh, final thoughts? Yeah, I really liked it. I will say that I feel like sometimes music that's not um, super heavy, I have less fun like um, working out to. Working out to, yes. But also like I haven't decided yet if I if I would like really love seeing them live or not. Like, um, and that's not a that's just a me thing. Like, um, there's been some other stuff that I've like I I I really like everything that Andrew McMahon does, but like when I saw Jack's mannequin, I was kind of bored. Really? I I think you'd enjoy Foxing Live. Like I said, they've always been a band that's like, oh, you guys are like better live. Like there's a lot, it's very energetic. They're it's I think you'd enjoy it. Plus this album's really dancey. So it'd be almost like a dance party. And like anytime you see like an indie band like this with a fan base like Foxing has or what like Y has, like most of the time, and I'm surprised you didn't experience this with Andrew WK or Andrew WK, <laughs> Andrew McMahon <laughs> is the fans sing perfectly along with it. And it's just like an experience. Usually yeah. when you go to these kind of shows, like I would have sang along to Andrew McMahon. I love, I saw him. That was my first concert back like post pain or not post pandemic. Cause we're still in it. Oh, but you like, went to the first, one. Yeah. At the, in the parking lot. At, you uh, in a bubble? It was just like a little, not a bubble. It was just a little, they fenced it off and it was just you and your group. Hmm. I uh, I mean it's kind of a flex, but the only time I've seen Andrew is when I saw something corporate many years ago, many 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 years ago at a Warp tour. So like that's pretty exciting. Even though I would love a love to have seen Jack's Mannequin or Andrew McMahon in the Wilderness, but when people are like, oh, like I like him, I was like, mm, I've seen him in something corporate. <laughs> I saw the farewell or the reunion farewell tour, I guess, and that was <gasps> an awesome show. Yeah. I do regret that I only saw him at Warp Tour because you know they only play like a short set, and he was jamming mm-hmm. on that piano like a pro. And I'm like, oh, this is so good, and I wish I could have saw more. But I, uh, to counter your flex, I'll tell you that I saw Jack's Mannequin with uh, Head Automatica playing. Ooh, yeah, man, I've seen I've seen Glassjaw, but I haven't seen Head Automatica. So you've seen? I know like... we've had this conversation. Oh yeah, we... so that's why I brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> you've seen the sequels so, to these bands you know i i missed a perfect opportunity earlier i just and you know what it seems stupid to say it now but um you know when you when you showed that you bought the batman forever oh yeah, um, yeah. soundtrack i just i was just wondering i i know it's not the right movie but did you know that michael keaton <laughs> <when> he- <laughs> I can't even remember what the, you know. What's funny is He's I can't even remember Batman. what the what the what the uh, quote was anymore. <laughs> well, it, it was it that he was uh, claustrophobic and he used that. To... Yes, he's claustrophobic, so he put on the bat suit and he used that feeling to play the brooding Batman. <laughs> yeah. So the reason it's funny is that Dan. I think Dan. So when we were living together, and I don't think we had been living together very. We had known each other and been friends forever, but we hadn't been living together very long, and. Uh, I was like upstairs in my bedroom, but I could, Danny had like a girl over or something. And this is years ago. And I could hear Danny had like, just told me this little factoid about uh, Michael Keaton. (laughs) And I could hear him telling his date or whoever it was. And I, so then I just like, I, I, 
it, it was never not funny to me. And I feel like it was never not funny to Danny either, but I just so I constantly, I think I might've texted you like while you were <laughs> saying to her, Oh, it's every time I, th every time Batman comes up and I'm around or Michael Keaton comes up around Danny, I'm always like, and I can't believe I didn't think of it when he pulled the album out, but um, <laughs> yeah, that was a long yeah, just, time ago in this podcast. You really missed your chance. I know this is uh, one of my things though, is I am, I do this a lot on the Star Wars podcast because they'll say something and I'll be like, well, actually, like 20 minutes later, I'll be like, well, actually, Chewbacca is not from that planet or, you know, whatever it is. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, now I just totally derailed this. I don't know what we were talking about. I, th I, I think you should see Foxing Live. Josh. Oh, yeah, that's right. You'd, I think you'd enjoy it. I'm trying to think of what band I really liked, what other band I really liked live that was like way too mellow when I saw them. Um, you've seen Death Cab and you hated it, and then oh me yeah, because I've Woof. never seen Death Cab. Woof, so boring. No, nope. so I would boring. I would have been living I, for it. I've seen them twice now, and I've loved both times. <sighs> Joe, That's one of those bands you have to be like a fan, and then when you're there, you're like living in the moment. I think the thing my, that my... just bothered me so much is that he was doing this, like Ben was doing the same like thing like Strut, dance thing yeah. for every song and it's like one this hasn't matched the tempo of any song you've played tonight let alone <laughs> this song specifically i see i don't think you'd have those qualms with the foxing show because they they go all out for it it's all it's it's not as mellow as i think you're thinking it would be we were you were also at that show that i'm talking about i know i know yeah oh, oh and i had no I, service i was so pissed off my my sick brag with Death Cab is I saw them when they toured with the orchestra in like 2012. Cool. That was sweet. That would be sweet. Seeing transatlanticism with an orchestra was like I don't even know. It was like transcending. Did your soul meet your body? Yes, it did, Josh. It left. And that's it. not off that album. I don't care. <laughs> it's still good. You, I'm proud of you, but <laughs> I think they did play that song that show so I'll suck it Danny. It. Oh they would. They suck would. It. Yeah, that's that's their one of the hits. Can we do weekly rewind now? I'm yeah, assuming we're not doing guest mix again with Joe. <laughs> it hasn't been long enough to do a new one. All right, I'm gonna bring it up because I want to show the music. Oh are you wanting to play every song now? You're pissing I'll do me off. Clips. <laughs> this first one you won't like Sesame Sorry Entertainer. But I like it. You're correct. <laughs> the next one I really like from this week is The Weeknd's new song, Take My Breath. Have you heard it yet? Yeah, it's on my list, too. That's good. This 80s revival thing that's happening right now can keep going. I am down for it. Well, this is even like late 70s, early 80s. Well, yeah. Well, then, so is Silk Sonic. Phineas's new song, A Concert, Six Months From Now. And Phineas has a new album coming out in November, and I'm starting to get pretty excited for it. And do you know who Phineas is, Josh? Um, Don't they hang out with Ferb? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> so Phineas is... Uh, Billy Eilish's brother and the person that does all the music for Billy Eilish. Oh, I did know that. I thought I you did. That. It's a very slow jam, but it's really pretty. Okay, what is with that family? Do they all have to whisper? Yeah, they do. <laughs> they need to listen to Angels and Airways' first album. <laughs> and then a little... Speaking of the 80s and 70s, or I don't know when they were super, super big. I think it was the 80s. New Duran Duran. What? It was the 80s. <laughs> 
I love Duran Duran though, so they have not changed their style at all. Nope. Nope. Sounds like Duran Duran. But new and sexy. I'm digging it. Uh, new Tony Bennett, Lady Gaga. I remember they already did one before. I guess this is another one. Yeah. Yeah, they do a new album. Her voice goes so well with Tony, like the style of music and Tony Bennett. I'm sure this he's is like, like 90 years old. It's I know. wild. He still sounds so good. And I and like, I know Joe does beat. Joe doesn't agree, but I, I think that she's like the I think she's the most talented pop star. Oh, she's artist. incredibly talented. Pop, yeah. Like pop, yeah. Did you is this one on your list? The new Mega Ran and Super Smash? No. no. What? You didn't like it? I love the beat. Like, it's all right. I thought you like followed Mega Ran. You didn't like this song. I mean, I do, but it's fine. What? It's so fun. All right. Then I have two. I hate songs, but we want to. I want to hear what you got. Okay. Um, you see my ones, two hates. Yeah, the ones that you don't that. Uh, so I put Under Oath's new song on here. I like it. I didn't listen to it enough yet. I only listened to it once. <sighs> so I think it's good. I like the first single they did for this album better. This is starting to creep towards this the that last album they did a little too much for me, which I did not really enjoy. The like I don't know. What's a what? Maybe I want to make sure that I have the right song because sometimes I have. What song are you talking is it about? Hollow? The, the new one's Hallelujah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I have. Okay. Oh, Damn Excuses is the first one. Yeah, I like Damn Excuses a lot more. That seems. Yeah, I do too. I still put I'm Hallelujah on here because I had like not a lot. It's still good. No, contribute. it's just I don't know. That leans too more too much towards the Erase Me sound they went for, which I didn't. I enjoyed three songs off that album. I'd like a, more. Uh, they're only chasing safety type sound. I was about to say I have an unpopular opinion when it comes to the Under Earth fan base. I only like they're only chasing safety. I know their album after that was pretty good, supposedly, but I like some other stuff. But that's the pinnacle of their discography, in my opinion. Yeah, and see, my favorite two Under Earth albums were uh, the one that uh, what's his name? God, why can't the drummer wasn't on it? This the Disembaguation album, and then the one before that. (laughs) <laughs> Spencer sang and he did a pretty good job too. Oh, did he? Yeah, so Spencer, Spencer actually does more of the singing than you realize. I didn't learn. I didn't realize. I didn't. Re- I thought Aaron did almost all of the clean vocals, and I, you are, I was completely wrong. Like when I saw them live, Spencer does almost yeah, all Spencer of is... the vocal vocals, clean and screaming. I didn't, which I didn't realize. So I did love the almost though, when it comes to offshoots of, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I saw um, not long before Under Oath got back together, actually, and I went to that show, but they, I, I went to a show at the shelter that was... Um, I was with you. Oh, were you? Okay. Sorry, sometimes <laughs> it blends together. I can't remember. Yeah, we went to... Yeah. Um, uh, it was Aaron from Under Oath and William Beckett from uh, Academy is, Academy is Academy doing is. Solo stuff. I feel like someone else played, but I can't remember who. I don't think the other person was like a famous front man, though. Or famous in the scene, at least. Um, and then my my only other... Oh, no, I have two more. Uh, Desert Sharks, uh, 
the song's called Voices Carry. Um, this is a uh, like a all lady punk rock group, I think out of Brooklyn. And the reason that I know about them is because the leads the lead singer is also the former lead singer for Edison Clio from oh. Michigan, like way back in the day. Stephanie Gunther. Yeah. Uh, they I mean Desert Sharks have been around for a while. They played Loving Touch a couple times here and there, and I it just never comes on a day that I can that I can go. But yeah. yeah. Um so it's kind of cool. It's it's funny though, because I'm friend I'm friends with Stephanie on Facebook, and so she shows up in my Spotify and she's listening to her own songs all the time. And I'm like, what are you doing? I would do that. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I don't I don't have any of my own songs, so maybe I would too, but I, it's I don't think it's weird. I I don't I don't know that it's weird. I just don't know that I understand it. But I don't know. I feel if you like your own stuff, I guess. Could be cool. it also could be just like you're trying to remember a part of your song you did too. That's true. And like it just makes me think of that Aziz joke where he's like talking about he's talking about like I don't sit around and listen to my own I don't laugh at my own jokes like right like walking into Kanye's house he's like these beats are dope like listening to his own <laughs> oh no he was talking about that he did that he went yeah, to Kanye's yeah. house yeah anyway I messed up the joke so it's all good um and then this is a broken record and I've talked about this before but I'm and the only reason I'm bringing it up again is because I was excited about it but um and I wish. I wish more artists would do what she's doing, but Melanie C put out another like re-released uh, acoustic version of an old song. And I'm just, it's just like so cool. And they're so well-made. I just like, can you imagine if like some of your favorite bands were like, Oh, it's a pandemic and we're bored and we don't have anything else going on. Let's just like do some acoustic versions of our old, old hits. Like mm. I just yeah. think it's really cool. That'd so be awesome. More bands um, should do it right now. Yeah. So I brought it up more just to say that again than to, you know, to uh, highlight the song. But, you got any yeah. songs, Joe, that you love this um, week? We, there's, boxing? A, there's a new Laura Stevenson album. Very enjoyable. I'd recommend that. And then there was another new Def Heaven song, which Def Heaven's like was a super like a super metal band that are like kind of going for a shoegaze, a shoegaze sound now. And it's been an interesting little switch. So I'd recommend checking that out, too. I'll check those out. I have two what the fuck songs. First okay. one. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what is it, Danny? It's Weezer covering <laughs> Enter Sandman for the new Metallica cover thing. Do not like it. Well, I don't like Metallica to begin with, really, but come on. Weezer's just I don't they're so back and forth because I loved okay human. <laughs> it's back and they are the most like yo-yo band I've ever seen like heard yes. of. Like here's a good album, now here's a bad album. Here's a good thing, here's a bad thing. It's just it's you a ride. the album Meldret or Meldret or something yeah. like that. I thought I liked that. I went back to revisit it not so long ago and I actually hate it. But then I revisited the red album and I realized I really love the red album. Mm-hmm. Even though that yeah, song Pork and Beans is ridiculous, but <laughs> Weezer as a whole is just ridiculous. All right, you guys ready to hear probably the worst cover of an already pretty overplayed terrible song? Let's hit it. I'm sorry, everyone. Oh, 
So I follow like a lot of music videos and podcasts, and this was a highlighted in like two of them. Is everyone loves this? I'm like, what the? (laughs) What? (laughs) It's mostly because people like it, or at least you know the critics that I've followed, and I'm like, (laughs) oof. So that was Pharrell's "Happy" covered by I don't even remember the band's name. I closed it already. <laughs> Oof. No, thank you, sir. <laughs> yeah, that was it's cringy as all. Yeah, that was it. That's my rewind. I did it, you guys. I made it through this week, we and did I did that. that. Very cool, Jody. Got anything to plug? Do you want people no. to follow you on ins- social media? You can follow me on Twitter at Joe and Cambria if you want. I, do I don't it. do anything like uh, that's not true. Related. Your video game thread is pretty cool. I must yeah. Say. Oh yeah, I do. I make a thread of every video game I beat for the year and post oh, about fun. it. So because he's a nerd. Just kidding. I'm just jealous. I haven't been able to play very <laughs> many games. I don't have any either lately. What should we be playing? What are you playing right now? Oh, man, what am I playing right now? I, I'm just. I beat an old game recently. I haven't played anything new. I don't think. It's cool. I have too many old games to play. Yeah, I've been, play it's been a big new. backlog kind of year because everything's getting delayed. So, but one of my favorite games is getting a sequel coming in a couple weeks. So I'm excited about that for Psychonauts Two. Ooh, I haven't played Psychonauts in forever. Yeah, they're finally are doing a sequel to it, and it comes out at the end of August. So I'm very excited for that. That is cool. I don't I don't know anything about that game, but you're. Uh... You play you play good stuff, so I I trust you. Well, thank you. I just yeah. don't play enough. Like I, I pick up the Switch and I play old Final Fantasy VII just to like unwind. Even mm-hmm. though I you yeah. know beat that game a billion times, I just like grind and listen to music. I put the the remake they did for it oh, I was really really cool. That was I can't wait for the next part of it. We're gonna finally get Yuffie. Yeah, I did the deal. They did DLC for that and. It was a fun little little thing. Oh, I so, didn't do any of that. Dang it. Yeah, they did a little thing with you play as her, and it's like a little side story setting up the next game. So, Yuffie and Vincent were my favorite characters, so I'm excited for them to finally yeah, it's be put be into cool. this remake. I'm, I'm super excited for it. And Sid. Sid's a pretty good character. Yeah. But Cat Sith's a piece of shit. He sucks. His special is so stupid. It's a game. I'm very curious to see how they put him in the game like combat-wise. Yeah, and I'm also interested to see how they do the golden nugget. Is that the golden it? sauce? Golden the saucer. Golden saucer. Yeah. Like, yeah, that'll that's... be cool on the new getting all nerdy, nerdy gamey here. Have you guys watched the new Suicide Squad? No, I'm not. People have been talking about it. I might try to watch it tomorrow. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try to watch it good. this week. I've heard it's very good. It's also James bombing Gunn in the box so. office, though, so Oof. that sucks. Let's is talk it... about that for a quick second. I know this is a music podcast, but how are movies ever going to recover from COVID? Yes. I feel like is a movie ever going to like Scarlett Johansson suing Disney? Like no one's yeah. making any money because everything's on streaming right now. It's a hard thing to balance right now with wanting to put these movies out in theaters, but also still not wanting to put people at risk versus letting them stay home and watch it. It's, it's challenging and it's with the Scarlett Johansson lawsuit's going to be like the start of like a lot of issues, I think. Yeah. And like, I want a movie to do well just to see what it's like for that to come back. Like, a new guy just came out and that looks like it could be one of those blockbuster movies fun yeah well i think i think what'll come of 
what's going to come from Scarlet's uh, thing is that you won't have. Uh, I'm going to get part of. I'm like my some of my pay is going to be in some fashion based on how well the movie does. You won't like. The, I don't think that'll be a negotiating trip chip anymore. If if you know the theater isn't the way it was before, I yeah. think we might see a return to the theater, but. Uh, once everything gets better but it, but it only happen if the theater if the movie companies just say hey we're not we're not putting it out on the uh, digital anymore not even like for $30 or whatever like they're you know that's why I'm right. thinking the new guy I want to see how it does cuz it's not on any streaming platform yeah it's strictly and I'm like okay just... like how are you going to do out there buddy I want you to do well I don't even know if it's a good movie I don't but what, I think what Fast movie, and Furious was It's with Ryan Reynolds. He's like oh, in a free video guy? game. Oh, Free, free Guy. Free Guy. guy. Yeah. The new guy. That movie where he goes to school. The, like, <laughs> like, different school or whatever. Free Guy. Oh, new yeah. guy. I forgot about that movie. Where he's obsessed with playing the bass in Parliament. Like the funk. <laughs> oh, I think it's going to take time because Fast and Furious came out and it wasn't digital to start. So And it did insanely well. So I think there's still potential for movies to do well. I think it's just going to be a slow roll. But what it's it's going to what it's going to do is it's going to further dilute. Like you think about the movies that used to come out like years and years ago before the superhero boom, and like we don't get as many just like normal movies about like normal things or like just stories about people or like that we used to, you get like blockbusters and then you get like super artsy stuff and that's pretty much it. And I think that for a lot, for a while you're, you're going to have trouble getting like making huge numbers at the box office with anything that doesn't have a super huge fan base, like a star Wars or a MCU or a, you know, something where people yeah, are like, but... you have nerds who are like, I have to go see this. Like, I can't wait. I think I bring it up because the new ghostbuster trailer got me all emotional. I mean, I'm yeah. a proclaimed giant ghostbuster nerd. Excuse me. And I really wanted to do well one because I love all the actors in it. They're continuing the story from the actual ghostbuster movies. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun, and also it's going to be great. I know. I just wanted to do well. I hope. I think it will. I think that will. Well, that's one of those things with an established brand. Yeah, that's like I was saying. It's it's something that has a following. Will will pull people out of their house. I think the most recent movie that doesn't have like a following that's been doing really well is that the Green Knight movie. I think that's been doing like surprisingly like past their expectations. Well, I don't even know what that one is. The Green Knight. I'll check it out. Yeah, it's an A24 film. So last night and it's... I watched I got high and I watched that new Disney movie with the rock. The Jungle Cruise. Yeah, yeah, it was terrible. But I was like, <laughs> I was before I started, I was like, oh, I just miss new movies. It's been so long since I've watched like something that is new, like fresh and new. And then I was really disappointed by it. But <laughs> Yeah, the Green Knight is an Arthurian like legend type thing hmm. so like uh it's got the guy know. from slumdog millionaire as the leading role yeah it's it's based on sir gawain and, and the green knight which is one of the like 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 the green knight takes i don't know if arthur is in that story but it takes place in uh Camelot. he is because gawain's i think his nephew oh, okay okay yeah so 
Yeah. I don't know. I like going to see movies in the theater, even if it's not a movie that needs like some movies yeah, I feel like fun, need to experience. be seen in the theater, but I I like going to see comedies and anything else too. Like I really want to see the new Wes Anderson movie. I'm a sucker for Wes Anderson movies. Right. And his new one, what is it, the French Dispatch? French Dispatch really fun. Yeah. Should have been out already a while ago, but you know. Like yeah, I'm super I know that's that. not like a superhero movie, but I want to go see that. Yeah, that and then the new Edgar Wright movie that's coming out this year are like my two that I really want to see. And the new Candyman. Oh, that is coming out this year, finally. Yeah, it's going to be dope. Ugh. I will say one other like small thing for me, at least, that they need to stop doing. And then, I mean, I've learned enough that I know that it wouldn't even matter. But um, so HBO, HBO Max doesn't do this. They Everything is just... If you have HBO Max, you get the movies, but they do do with the with the movies, you know, come out and then they're gone for a little bit and they come back. But Disney Plus says, hey, Black Widow is $30 right now until October 15th or whatever. And it's like, well, if I know when it's going to yeah, be free, you know, I'm, I'm just going to wait. Like, yeah, I'm going to spend 30 bucks to watch it at home. Sorry. It's just. So that movie was OK. I did well, that, that movie, movie wasn't going to do well in this setting just because there's that like. There's no spoilers because it's a prequel. It's a pre- and that movie is never going to do well, and I just don't think. Them. Yeah, I like I like that character, and I'm excited to see that movie. But I was like, it's not going to do anything to the MCU, so I might as well just wait and save my right. Money. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's, it's something that's going to make you. Spend it's setting money. up the Dark Avengers. That's all you're getting from it because her sister. Not to spoil mm. too much, but well, don't we meet? Uh, 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 yep, Julia Rufus or what? Right, Ru- yeah, whatever. It does, it does that, and it sets up Hawkeye TV series a little bit. That's yeah, not as much. We as already knew all that stuff was coming. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we got that thing. from the Winter Soldier. Right. And, yeah. All right, that's all I got. <laughs> I want to talk about movies for a minute. <laughs> yeah, they were on my mind. It's all good. It's been a rough day. I'm glad. I'm glad you guys were here. This was a cheer up. And this album was really good. Yeah. I wonder, I this also made it in my top of the year list. Like, it's not in my top 10 yet, because I don't do that until mm-hmm. the end of the year, but it's in the list of albums I think yeah. are worthy. But I wonder if it came out at a time I was already in a really good mood, if it would have hit as hard. Because like I said, there was two or three songs that were relevant to what was happening in my life. And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, it's, it came out at a very good time, I think. It's still so good. Cool. Go buy it. It's really good. Support them if you can. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of... Oh, yeah. (laughs) Thanks for listening to another episode of Beside Ourselves. It's time to flip the record over. Boom. Nailed it. That was good, you guys. Good times. It's fun. Thanks for listening to this episode of Beside Ourselves. Beside Ourselves is written and recorded by Danny Lowens and Josh Schramm. Beside Ourselves is available on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. If you like the show, please be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. You can follow and interact with us on Instagram and Twitter at B underscore SidePod. If you have an album or music topic you want us to cover on a future episode, be sure to slide into those DMs and let us know. The intro music for today's show is by Chris Porter, and the outro music is by Former Critics. <laughs>